What's happening, everybody? Welcome to the Home and Body Improvement Show. This is Coach Potts. Ross will be joining us shortly. If you haven't yet, go to coachpotts.com and sign up for the newsletter. That's how I get all my information out. Tell everybody about the show. Leave me a five-star review. Send me a question at andy at coachpotts.com. Folks, this show would not happen if it weren't for you, so please let this community build. Uh, we are a day late because I enjoyed my Labor Day a little bit too hard, but uh, we're back on track. Episode number 22, the Home and Body Improvement Show. What's going on, Ross? What's going on, Andy? How are you? Just living the dream, man. I'm glad you're here, buddy. Good to hear from you, man. It's nice to hear a nice warming voice on the other side. I'm glad you managed to wake up from your nap to talk to us. I did. I did. I was really in a deep cycle. I was uh, putting together a kitchen in my dream, you know? What's our topic today? Well, you're in luck because if you were dreaming about kitchens, we're actually going to talk about kitchens today. Today on this very show, you get to expound upon your knowledge when it comes to the place where most people make their meals. Are you excited? I'm excited. I am going to talk about the back. Like literally, like we did chess last time. We'll talk about back, some fancy exercises you can do to help improve that area. But um, I'm kind of curious, man. Did you do anything for the Labor Day weekend? I did. I went frisbee golfing out in Hinsdale, Illinois. Have you ever Beautiful done that before? Of Illinois, Hinsdale. That's, no. I, I would feel like a place like Hinsdale, frisbee golf is pretty popular. Did you uh, see a lot of frat guys out there? You know. No, it was pretty. Uh, it was pretty uh, empty. So people were out doing things in the sun. So uh, was, this was nice. Good. Yeah. Did you do? Did you win? Did you win the whole thing? Did you win any money? What? Did you win any money? Did you win anything? No, I did not win any money. Um, pretty much, we played nine holes of uh, frisbee golf, and then after that, went out to uh, Westmont and got some beer and some dinner. Mm. That was the best day I've ever had. Mm. Except for the day when you and I hang out. That's that's going to be a good day. Yeah, those are, we don't really discuss. We just, you know, we don't discuss about those days. We just accept it and then move on. And you know, it's like showing up for your job. You know, I didn't kinda, do much, Ross. Go. You know what I did? I, I watched Navy get the shit beat out of them last night, which was hilarious because I went to West Point and uh, go Army beat Navy. And Army won. I know you were probably keeping track about this one because I know how much you like sports, football in particular. And uh, they won, I think, 42 to nothing, 48 to nothing, something like that. And then Navy lost by a lot, like 55 to 3 or something like that. So uh, it was a good day for football for me, you know, a good weekend, let's say. And uh, Bears are starting up. Ross, you excited? Who's your favorite player on the Bears? All of them? Uh, yeah. Yeah, that, uh, you know, only the best ones. You yeah. Know? Yeah, that guy who does that one thing, you know, you're a big you know, fan of his. You know, it was always about Erlacher. Now that he's not there, it's all about uh, Lacker. Speaking about Erlacher, do you do you like the hair? Would you prefer an Erlacher bald, or would you prefer one with his restore hair and his many billboards to remind you? 
I think his restored hair with many billboards reminded me of the Chicagoland area, of course. I heard a funny joke from uh, comedian Pat McGann. He opened up for Sebastian Maniscalco, or however you say it, at the United Center. And he was talking, he's like, oh, yeah, I'm from the Beverly neighborhood, which is about four Brian Urlacher billboards away from here. I know. That guy's funny. I'm not. I'm doing a free free podcast with my good buddy Ross, and uh, he's opening for Sebastian Maniscalco. And we started comedy right around the same time. So uh, I would have to go ahead and say not by much, but I, I think he's winning. When it comes to the the two of us in terms of comedy, not necessarily in life, but in comedy, I'm going to go ahead and say he has that slight edge. Well, thank you, Andy. You're you're quite uh, charming and insulting at the same. So I like that. Thank you. And uh, you're witty. Oh. Wittiness. Thanks, I wish, buddy. I wish it shines. My God, we need to get this podcast over with so you can go back to sleep. Yes, dude. So how's this back? So you're talking about back. You're going to be covering back acne, you know, pinched nerves, and then you're probably going to be covering, you know, deodorant. So I understand. No, no, no. Deodorant underneath the arms is kind of underneath the arms, but not on the back. So no, none of that. Nope. New. Back is one of those overlooked muscle groups because they're not the muscles that you can see in the mirror, right? Uh, a lot of people like to skip leg day. A lot of people like to skip back day. All they want to do is train their biceps, their triceps, their shoulders, and their chest. But back was equally as important as all of those. Why? Because we talk about the four motions, pushing and pulling, and horizontal and vertical. This is a horizontal pull. It's a very fundamental thing to any uh, exercise routine. So anytime and vertical pull. So both of them train the back, but in different ways. So if you ever have see anybody what they call the wings which are the lats uh the muscles right behind the armpit uh that is a vertical pull motion which is the same as a chin up or pull up pull up is typically hands over it it is a hands over grip but they'll typically target the back and uh chin ups typically target the arms just a little bit more but of course that is all arguable but nonetheless the horizontal pulling motion um, you can also do body weight exercises for that. They call those Australian pull-ups because they're pull-ups from down under. And the way you would do that is just lay flat on the ground and pull yourself up with your heels elevated or essentially you're as parallel to the ground as you could possibly be. But again, it's a it's a um, very target. It's a very difficult area to make sore. It's a very large muscle group. Uh, back is just as important as in anything else. Uh, it's not something you want to skip. Uh, a lot of times, guys who uh, tear muscles in like the pec area, um, you know, any any like you know, the, what happens is a muscular imbalance is created because they don't train the back enough. And anytime you overdo one side, uh, it re- it leads to what they call reciprocal inhibition, where one side is working harder than the other, and that could eventually lead to um, lead to injury. So any pulling uh, exercise, whether it be a pull-up or, you know, an Australian pull-up where you're pulling in horizontal pull, uh, the T-bar row is probably a good one. A bent-over row is another example of a horizontal pull, even though it's technically a vertical pull, but, you know, you are pulling in. You just happen to be parallel to the ground while you do it, so it would be considered a horizontal pull. Um, those are the sexy muscles, you know, the women in particular, you know, they don't get to care less about training chest muscles. Uh, those are the muscles you want to train if you want to look good in a strapless dress or a bikini top, you know, that little, uh, area back there. Um, but again, 
typically overlooked, especially for newbies, because you can't see those muscles in the mirror, but they're just as important as any other ones. Um, my favorite exercises in terms of vertical pull, I don't, I mean, lap pull down, okay. Uh, a neutral grip where palms face toward each other, close grip neck lap pull down is a fun one, but I've always liked weighted pull ups um, to target that area specifically. And a T bar row which you can do with a, uh, extra, a uh, piece of gym equipment called a landmine, or if you're in a gym uh, laying your chest flat, they'll have actual T-bar rows, um, has always been a favorite of mine in terms of horizontal pull. Although Hammer Strength had a really cool horizontal pull machine that I used to like too, but um, you don't see Hammer Strength as often as you used to, but they're still in a lot of commercial gyms. But I haven't stepped foot in a commercial gym, and my God, man, it's... It must have been over a year or so. I mean, I've worked at a gym, but that was considered a private. That was considered a gym at a private club. Um, mm-hmm. But I haven't been to a like a lifetime fitness or a fitness formula club in at least over a year, maybe longer. So that's all I got to say about the back. Do you have any questions, Ross? I just say, um, can't you do dips? You know, when you're trying to work your back muscles. Nah, you, dips are you considered. I mean, you know, you put your arms at the end of the seat of the chair and then you kind of do dips. Is that one way to work the back? No. If you think about a dip, are you pushing or pulling? You're pushing, right? Yes. So back exercises are either horizontal pull or horizontal or vertical pull. So, no, in fact, on dips, uh, if you're doing a bench dip, like you said, you're going to primarily hit the triceps. If you're doing dips on a dip bar, you're going to primarily hit the chest, chest and shoulder area. Um, but no, to answer your question, you are absolutely 100% incorrect. That stinks. That stinks. Can I just do the quicker, you know, the closest way of doing it? I'm like, yeah, that's right. You know, the quick way to do it, but that was wrong. Hmm. What about like a balance bar? Would that help me out? Balance bar, like in gymnastics? Yeah. No. Hmm. No. I guess you okay. probably don't do too much back, do you? Bent over rows would be a good way. A back fly, you know, the okay. chest fly is obviously when you're bringing the dumbbells closer together. A back fly is when they start out close together, but you're pulling them apart, you know? Okay. I tell everybody, uh, wrap your shoulder blades around, like pretend you're wrapping your shoulder blades around a pencil. That's a great way to think about it when you're doing your back flies. Um, you know, there's an exercise eyes wise and T's. Those are gonna hit the, sh- the backs of the shoulders, but also target the back area too, where you know you're you're leaning forward, but you're trying to make the in either an I, a Y, or a T with your hands, and uh, those will help hit the back muscles as well. So ah, I like that. That sounds that makes more sense. Yeah, you can I- do those laying on your stomach in the, like the Superman position, where you're elevating your chest off the ground. Yeah, and you could do your eyes, Y's, and T's from there. Um, that'll hit the back area. Do you um, favor eyes more, Y's, or T's, or do you do mix it up? No, no, no. I, I have my favorites. T's? Sometimes I do W's. You know, when I want to really blow someone's mind. Okay. Um, but I'm, I'm a, I like a Y or an I. You know, T's okay, I guess, but definitely the Y's. You know, like if I had to rank them in order, I would probably go Y, I, and then T. Yeah. That's how I would do it. That makes sense. Oh, that's a that's a good idea. I never heard of it with a letter. Then it helps people kind of guide them to hitting that mark. I like that. So guess where I'm going after this, and I can't get there soon enough. Boston Market. No, my kitchen. Oh, <laughs> you are quick. 
which I hear is you might know a thing or two about the kitchen. Well, uh, one thing I can say is for a kitchen comes down to excitement for homeowners as that's kind of the main thing people like to focus on when you're trying to sell a house or for somebody who wants to update their house. And so there are things you can work around and that would be if you want to paint the cabinets or find a painter uh, to paint your cabinets. Um, There's spraying techniques to spray it down that kind of last a little bit better. But now there are new paints that are out there by Sherwin-Williams, Benjamin Moore, that the paint that you do put on the cabinet is better and looks close to a sprayed paint, uh, sprayed You would definitely suggest taking the cabinets down first, right? Yeah, but if, yes. And so if you were going to get your cabinet sprayed, again, take down the doors, take down the hinges, and systematically kind of mark where the doors go. Um, and your hinges just so you're like, oh, that's right above the oven. So you put oven left, oven right, and put mm. inside the little hinge thing, put top, so you know which one is top or bottom. Smart. So, and then you want to mark where your hinges are so you don't lose the placement or you're going to be spending more time trying to adjust your cabinet doors. And then you're going to know if your one cabinet is higher than the other. So try not to lose your mark on that. Just mark of the pencil should be fine paint but, cabinets love it so but it's more but it's important because like i love kitchens i think they're great um and so if you want to kind of get into being into you know into a kitchen you know i'd say always suggest that people go to menards because you know since menards has been like updating their whole um other stores for the kitchens for kitchens for clients uh for people they have at least probably like five to six different kind of kitchen setup going on by different cabinet companies. And you save and big money. Pretty affordable for people's budgets and definitely to work around. Since this has kind of been to this more market of like Ikea kitchens, you know, um, I think, you know, the fit and the finish is always there. You know, uh, Ikea has more board, uh, MBF kitchen cabinets and, and doors which is, is fine um if you're not if, if you're looking for a you know for your kitchen cabinet that's made out of particle board that's one way to do it or mdf board that's more ikea but sometimes when you look notice the fit and the finish check it out what you like for the inside some people don't really mind how you know if it's solid wood does it have to be solid wood it really doesn't because all you kind of really, really do care about is just a nice face, cabinet face, versus what you see inside. What about know? countertops? Countertops is the next thing. Um, used to all be know, marble, right? They don't do that as much anymore, or do they? Marble? You know, marble looking, like, right? You you want some marble looking, yeah, marble looking, that's like granite, if you want a white granite countertop. That's where a lot of people are going. Uh, quartz is the next and I think Quartz's belief is a little bit harder, stronger one that you pay a little more for. And um, you can always get a plastic laminate countertop too. That's another one if you want to kind of save on your budget too. Um, it's a little more comfortable, you know. I always like something that's white or black, but you know, one thing if you're gonna go for these like granite countertops, just avoid something that doesn't look like it's, you know, so it has so much texture in it where you are concerned if there's extra food particles that are on your countertop because if you see more texture more busyness you know there are more people who kind of don't get annoyed by the busyness on the countertop so that's one thing 
So just keep your eyes just around that. Do I want a lot of busy busyness going on to annoy me? I have my sister-in-law. He didn't like how it looked, and so she ended up replacing the countertops because it's just like I, she's like, I just can't deal with this. It just looks so annoying. So that's just one thing to consider. Uh, tile backsplashes always look nice and welcoming for people, but also when you have entertainment lighting that help highlight that backsplash so look into under cabinet lighting led is the new thing which has been great but it's definitely more comparable and pretty much a good guide to installing so there are ways to work around to installing it okay um, I, I have a question do you like the strips or the pucks and uh oh I my will gosh su- no pucks never don't ever do pucks anymore just do the strips that's the way to go I did Don't pucks, ever, but I did battery from like because I got it from Costco, and uh, it sucked the hell out of the battery. I don't know in a month, and I was like, I'm not replacing batteries every month. That's stupid. Right. Well, yeah. Anybody who's a renter or a homeowner, you're trying to just avoid that replacing batteries. You don't want to do it. It's just you're like you know you want to enjoy you know the undercam lighting on and off, and then you got this battery situation, and it's like when we used to have these. Uh, we still have them, but the halogen bulbs. And for these other puck lights that they'd always break they'd always break all the time or they heat up and the light would go out and so i've i've been in the past when i always was replacing those all the time and so i didn't really i don't really favor those anymore so they have new ones that are available but um i don't think really halogens I think they're still there but it's not really the less touching the less problem less stress is what you really want to consider as um uh, homeowner for your kitchen okay i have a um, question though so we're talking led lights right um obviously white but what temperature or should you get one that goes from cool to warm well like three thousand calvin you know so more on the warm side the middle ground of how i kind of kind of call it for your lighting um 25 uh 2500 k that's kind of more of the the orangish white that you go in 3000k is more kind of like a little bit more whiter orange let's just say that um that's the best one i always like having just a little more white coming out any higher when you get that 5000k that is going to be more of like christmas ice blue coming so correct me if i'm wrong which i know i'm not but for the for the for the millions of viewers and 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 fans we have listening right now uh temperature for so we talk about like wattage and all this other type of stuff that's kind of the lumens is high kind of how bright the bulb is but when we talk about temperature white in particular uh is on a scale of kelvin which you might remember from chemistry class back in high school but the it's it's kind of a strange you have to understand you kind of have to memorize some of these numbers but 5600 kelvin would be simulating daylight 4,000 is considered to be a cool white. Um, 20 or 3,000, right around that 3,000 range is you're going to get a little bit of yellow and kind of that nice blend that Ross is talking about. And then like the 2,700 is more like an orange white ish. I wouldn't say completely orange, but it's definitely yellow white ish. So it, it really depends on what time of day it is, but usually, usually the later in the day, the warmer you want the light to be. And so I had to figure all this stuff out because initially I bought 4,000 Kelvin uh, overhead bulbs and it just made it look like a doctor's office. So 
Uh, I swapped them out for these smart bulbs. During the day, that's not necessarily bad, but uh, 4,000 kelvins is kind of a it's kind of a shitty number because it's not really it's not daylight and it's not warm. Um, it's not so you know cool white is probably not very good for a kitchen, but um, I find you know I'm closer to that. And I have a smart bulbs now that I can change the temperature on anytime I want. And when I just say, you know, you know, Alexa dinner time or whatever, the kitchen lights go on. They go automatically. I think it's right around 3,000, 3,200 Kelvin. And uh, it's and all the, and those lights match my LED lights that are underneath my counter. Yeah, and that's what you want. You, you would like to have uniformity of what's underneath your, you know, your kitchen countertops, you know, underneath the cabinets versus what's in the room. Or at some point, you're going to have... You're just going to sit down, and then you're saying, gosh, that one little detail is off. Yeah, you don't know what it lighting. is. Because that'll happen a lot, too, when you buy, like, the can lights or the, um, what do they uh, what do they call them when they, they hang by the string? You know what I'm talking about? Um, um, uh, I mean, like, your six-inch can lights, and then when you're hanging, like, can Pendant lighting. When you have pendant lighting and you buy the wrong bulbs and the pendant lighting doesn't match the overhead lights, uh, it kind of just messes with your eye. And uh, you don't know what's wrong But because most people don't understand like color temperatures, you know, but you just know it doesn't fit. So that is something to pay attention to, uniformity amongst color temperatures and all the lighting in your kitchen. Yeah, you're just trying to make the canvas, the canvas, your kitchen look all uniform. That's just your, your overall you know that's the best way to say it so i always like having dimmer switches in the kitchen um just so i can control just mood and ambiance in the kitchen you know um depends if you like the dimmer switch that's got a little toggle on the side i sometimes hate those because i hit the switch and then this little toggle thing it's always nicking up or down so that once i think i prefer more of the flat switches that's not really hitting so much of my little toggle on the side to for the brightness for my room. So, what about sinks? Do you need the dual sinks? Yeah, two sinks. Yeah, I like I like uh, one for just you know, like kind of soaking, and then the other ones on the right sides for the like, garbage disposal. I only have one, yeah. and it sucks. I mean, you it, don't like it? No, I mean because it's like when you're washing dishes, you're it's just it's a real pain, man. Because everyone's kind of coming together, and you're like, "Well, there's the food, there's the this." Well, you scrape in the, you know, you you kind of pre-wash the dish, but then you got to use the soap, but then you got to rinse it, and it's all in the same sink. It's just it's just a pain, you know. Yeah. Yeah. No, I like that. I I definitely prefer two sides to a sink. It, you know, even it doesn't have to have, you know, like if you have like a, a divider that's only like a, you know four or six inches high, that helps out. It totally helps out. Just because you know the reaching ability when you're leaning over, that you definitely know, helps out. You know, it's kind of the norm now, but wasn't always. Is the uh, detachable head, the hose head? You know, mm-hmm. so you don't need a separate hose. You can just use the head. You can pull that off. Um, I recently got one of those installed, man, and I like it because. Um, Have you looked ever the touchless faucets? You know, you bought one of those. No, what else? What a touch faucet. The touch, no, I I thought that was like overkill. But now that no, like man. you know, when I'm cooking with meat and stuff like that, and I want to rinse my hands off before I touch the soap dispenser and everything, or touch the yeah, no, they're I, I think uh, they definitely serve a, a purpose. Yeah, Delta has a great faucet. You know, my my parents have it in their kitchen. They've had that thing for geez, I think it lasts geez, I don't know, seven years. 
years and uh, haven't had any problems. You change the battery, battery every once a year, you know? Um, and it's great. It's like four C batteries and you're rocking all the time. And C batteries, you don't hear those very often. It's like the D cell and the nine volts, man. I haven't, other than my, you know, my smoke detectors, I don't use nine volts anymore. <laughs> they used to be the battery of choice for walkie talkies when you were a kid. Yeah, that's true. That's true. Like C's. Where the heck are C's? What do you get C, man? Ugh. You know, the other thing, too, is that I think it's funny, but there are a lot of people who have their garbage disposal switch underneath the sink. It's probably not a bad idea, though, right? I don't like it because I have to open that cabinet door to turn on my garbage disposal. And then sometimes my and the dishwasher will be on the right side. So you get, you're finding this door as you're putting in your dishes and something that just felt like the flow. If you have that extra, if you bought the $30 just compression switch, you know, at, you know, hard at Home Depot or anything and installed it and that's already on your countertop, that's way better. Oh my gosh. That saves you so much time instead of like opening it up. You're like, you're like, you get used to that little detail, but I've seen it in a high end home where that switch was still underneath uh, a counter versus just being on having a little switch on on the counter. So I guess the idea is you don't wanna accidentally bump, you know, the switch from the garbage disposal while your hands down there. I to this day I saw this one movie, I don't know, in the eighties <laughs> and this this ha- this ha- house was haunted and yeah. the girl was gonna stick her hand in the garbage disposal and the guy's like, Whoa, hold on man, you don't you can't do that without securing the switch and he went and grabbed some uh, electrical tape and he taped the, the switch down and then he stuck his hand in there and the ha- house being haunted pushed through the tape and the guy lost his hand to this day <laughs> I, I like I don't want to put my hand in a disposal because of that not saying my house is haunted or anything but it could be and I don't want to lose my fingers not for something stupid like that like cleaning out a disposal no no you do not no no you, and that's why you have <laughs> that's why they, you know you you have your circuit breaker. You want to work on your switch? I don't know. I definitely put my hand down the garbage disposal. Definitely to get out items. But I, you know, you make sure that no one's in the area to, you know, hit that switch. But I literally look at the switch the entire time my hands in the disposal. <laughs> like, like, oh my gosh, yeah, yeah. You know, it's, it's a fear. It's a fear. It's not gonna flick on or like you know while I'm looking at it. And if it is, I might have a chance to get my hand out. If you want, just go, go make that, you know, 10 steps to the circuit breaker, turn that thing off, and feel good. But, the circuit you know, breaker, that's, a, that's, a, that's another off. one. It's dead, or unplugging from underneath, it's dead. Yeah. And you know that I know that we know you ain't going to lose fingers, because fingers don't grow back. They uh, don't. No. Unless it's haunted, then you're screwed. Then it's haunted, yeah. What about the kitchen, Ross? Anything else we should know? Do you need a butcher can block? Lights, can lights. If you want to go install six inch to four inch can lights, it's something to consider. And when you do buy your can lights, Halo has an option where your light bulb is already inside the can. And versus how deep that can is, um, there's a new there's new can lights that are out there that's pretty much just looks like um, how can I say this? That's uh, the baffled. The baffled is which was a decorative cover for the can light baffles at the little ring well they resell baffles with the light bulb connected to it and so the new thing is you just pretty much buy a baffle with the light 
you cut a hole in your ceiling and stick that thing up and it just holds down. But they're not directional, man. They're not directional. Right. So you you buy yourself a, uh, um, we call that, eyeball one. Or you just put in the can that has a little eyeball light bulb in there, too. It moves around. But you like the recessed can lights, not necessarily the track lighting. I like the recessed can just because I want open space in the kitchen. I don't want a track system. You know, it depends on the track or how the look and the finish goes with room and space. Awesome. I, I see that. But if I have a house that has, you know, a flat ceiling that's white, I pretty much don't want to see anything. I want always open space all the time. Ross, anything else that we should know about the kitchen? I'm just got to say, uh, make sure you enjoy your handles. Always touch those kitchen handles. Make sure how you enjoy that feel, because sometimes you have the hollow back. That's one thing to consider. Um, if you do get your catch, uh, kitchen cabinets painted, make sure I like to get my insides painted, just so it doesn't look like it's an old cabinet that just got painted. So make sure it all looks uniform from the outside and inside. That's Hey, are, are stainless steel appliances still the thing? Say that stainless steel yeah. depends. I'd say the market is still in stainless steel, um, but I think it's pretty neutral to go for that. You know, Samsung are they going to take over the kitchen appliance industry? You don't know. I mean, you got those. You got all those competitors. You know, it's you got Ken Mori at Samsung. Um, I think you know uh, GE. Gee, he's so, always going to be up there. I feel like, like Samsung should stick to TVs, but I mean, I, those are like the the NASA looking, you know, refrigerators, man. The ones that cost about five grand, and they take a picture of the contents and send it to your phone, and essentially have an iPad built in the door. You know, like it's cool, but I don't think it's necessary. And uh, I just know growing up that we've always had issues with um, my mom has never had good like. Um, luck with with refrigerators they seem to go out so it's like you really want to spend five grand on a refrigerator where you can probably get a functional one for about six seven hundred i don't know i don't know yeah there's something to be said yeah i don't like i don't like refrigerators i have a lot of drawers to them you know like that meat drawer and the cheese drawer where you open both sides and then you lift up a little lid and then you have this little compartment it gets annoying after a while because um you know something it's just that door you know it's it it gets annoying quick thing but i'm i'm just thinking about this for your kitchen cabinets uh poles get just a lot of pole drawers because uh, when you have when you have you know kitchen pots and pans you just want to set those things right inside your your pull out drawers and set them in you put a little um kind of rubber padding inside and that helps you out all the time when you got those you know um like the lazy susan that kind of thing depends just kind of putting things in there all the time and then do you kind of forget what's inside that lazy susans just be aware that you kind of see all the things for yourself to get because you don't want things to be dying in your cabinet all the time so lazy susans in the refrigerator good call i love it uh just again recycling and trash you know when you pulled that out you had the two compartments right there in a drawer you know besides first having a can so that's always nice to have. That's like the, the IKEA version 
that's now in people's houses too. So make sure you have those two items right there when you pull them out. A garbage so can for both of them. We hit we hit the bedroom. We hit the kitchen. What room are we talking about next week? I'd say let's do the master bathroom. Oh my goodness, that's a good one. I can't wait. Are you excited about it? I know I am. I'm excited. Yeah, I'm gonna be talking about. Mm, let's do shoulders. We had shoulders, arms, and legs, and I think we'll do shoulders next. So we did chest and back. We'll do the muscles in between those two. Uh, you're going to talk about the master bathroom. I'm very excited, man. I'm already starting to my, – my curiosity is peaked. Like, what is Ross going to talk about? I mean, honestly. And you're breaking up, so I feel like that's the universe telling us that we need to get this show over with. Nice, nice, nice. And buy yourself a new vent hood, people. It always is worth the money. New vent hood. And make sure you have tons of air that's being pulled out by a nice, good vent. It's worth it. I like to end every show. Like I like this. to end every show with a vent hole. So, <laughs> Ross, it's been a slice. It's been a good slice. All right, pal. There you have it, folks. Another episode is in the books. Again, go to CoachPots.com. Send me an email, Andy at CoachPots.com. Sign up for the newsletter. Tell your friends. Leave a good review. Not a bad one. If you want to leave a bad one, do it somewhere else. We'll see you next time talking about the master bathroom and shoulders. Shoulders.